theyeshiva.net. Tonight's class is on miracles, on Nisim. It's the middle of a Maimed. Last week we did the middle, middle of the Maimed. This is like the second ring. Um, we did the center, now we're doing an outer ring, and the Mitzvah next time we'll do the beginning and the end. What used to be called in the olden days, the Maimed as opposed to the Biur of the Maimed. So tonight's class is on miracles. And I'm not going to, initially at least, refer, refer back to the last class. I'm just going to begin to learn the topic of miracles. And the, the relationship between this class and the last class will become apparent as we proceed. So I want to start on page Rehshofei, beginning of the Maimed, second paragraph, where it says, And I'm reading it inside. Miracles exist in general in two categories. Nisim miracles which are which violate nature, which are above nature, that break nature. like the miracles associated with our exodus from Egypt. the transformation of water to blood, the greatest, of course, supernatural event in that sequence is the Kriyas Yamsuf the splitting of the sea, that it wasn't only that the waters parted and that the Jewish people crossed, but the land, the water became dry. The bed of the sea was dry. These are called miracles, which are Malubish Beteva, that Ramban in the end of Pashas Noyach calls them Nisim for Somim, which basically means undeniable miracles, miracles which are impossible to deny. The discussion that the Ramban is having there is about Ur Kazdim, the miracle of Avram Avinu being thrown into a furnace, as being a miracle which is Nesmafur, some higher than nature. And uh, the Ramban's opinion is that the Torah, the Chumish, only records Nisim Shalomalamiyateva, miracles which are higher than nature because they're Mefursim, they're undeniable. And then you have a Nisim Hamalubashim Badarkiyateva, miracles which are concealed within nature. And soon the Rebbe is going to give us examples such as Chanakim Purim. And then the Rebbe proceeds and he says, Ubahem Gufa Shneifan. When you speak about miracles which are hidden within nature, itself there's two levels. The first level of a miracle which is concealed within nature is such that the garment of nature, is brought forward, is presented in such a way that it's evident that it's simply a garment. But you can see clearly the miracle which is behind it. Kenisim the Chanukah Purim, like the miracle of Chanukah and Purim, the Meyesam Miluboshem Bedarki Ateva. Though these miracles were camouflaged within the ways of nature, there was no violation, there was no breaking of the order of nature. Mekoma Koim Hoya Niker Begili was it was evident in a very revealed way. Vaad Chero Kol the entire world saw Hanes Shabahem, the miracle which occurred there. So sometimes a miracle happens, like the story of Purim. There's not a single supernatural event in the entire Purim episode, but the, the so-called uh, coincidence, mik- mikro, the mikre, the coincidence, occurs one coincidence after a second coincidence, a third coincidence, beginning, of course, with the death of Vashti. And all that followed, you look at these events and you say, this is, there's no way this happened by itself. Someone did that. And then you have the second category of miracles which are concealed within nature, that the garments of nature 
make it difficult to see the miracle Shemalubashbahem, which is in revealed within them. So in fact a miracle is occurring, and although a miracle is occurring, you don't see the miracle overtly, you see nature. And then the Rebbe says, I want to say this first. There are Maimorim, including a Maimor in Reisha in Ches someplace with the Rebbe Rashab, where he discusses the sugi of Nes and Teva, of nature and miracles. And he says very plainly that a Nes, which is higher than nature, comes from Shema Vaya, from Hashem's name Yudke Vavke. A Nes, which is concealed within nature, comes from Shindalid, from Shem Shakai. Teva itself, nature itself, is a Lakim. As you know, Aleph, Lamad, Hey, Yud, Mem is the numerical equivalent of Pei Vav. 86, which is the gematria of Hateva, of the nature, which is translated in the Memorim as being an immersion and a concealment and so on. Miracles which occur in nature come from Shindalad Yud, which is Kabbalistically Yisaid, which is higher than Malchus, and miracles which are higher than nature come from Shema Vaya. So when you learn many Maimari Hasidis, this, in other words, the classic idea is that miracles that are higher than nature are higher than miracles that are concealed within nature. Like the Ramban says, the Chumash does not record Nisim Nistarim, miracles which occur within nature, only Nisim before Samim, miracles which are higher than nature. Now I just want to say one little observation, that the Sugi of Nes and Teva is very much the Rebbe's. There's so many Maimorim of the Rebbe on this topic, particularly in the edited Maimorim. And you don't find nearly as much material on Nes and Teva, the, the phenomenon of miracles versus nature, in the Maimorim of the previous Rebbeim. This is one of a number, quite a few actually, Maimorim of the Rebbe, which discuss the phenomena of miracles versus the phenomena of nature. And here the Rebbe says exactly the opposite of what I just said. Like I said, I made reference to a Maim and Ches, where he says that miracles that are higher than nature come from a higher name of Hashem. And miracles concealed within nature come from a lower name from Hashem. Here he says the opposite. What is he saying? V'yadua, it is known. When a miracle occurs, and it's concealed, it's camouflaged, it's revealed within the limitations of nature, it comes from a higher level, from the root of a miracle which is above nature. Obviously, the Maimodim are not contradicting. The Maimod that says miracles which are higher than nature come from Shem Avaya, while miracles that occur within nature come from Shem Shaka, is not a contradiction to what the Rebbe says here, but it certainly appears like a contradiction. On the surface of it, Shakai is lower than Avaya. Miracles concealed within nature are lower than miracles which are higher than nature. And here the Rebbe is saying, no. A miracle that happens, you see the hand of God in the world, and yet nature isn't violated, is greater than a miracle that happens where nature is violated. But then he continues. The root of those miracles which are invested within nature, it's not evident that it's a miracle. You don't even see that nature is a garment. It's from an even higher level. He brings the Pasuk and the Gemara, the Ace and Iflois, Gedeles, Hashem does great miracles, Levade, and only He knows about them. The Amr Azal says in the Gemara, I feel about all the nays, even the miracle to whom, the person to whom the miracle is occurring is not aware that the miracle occurred. 
says the Rebbe Shasheresh the Neflois Elu the root of these wonders and miracles parenthesis Shein Balaneis Makir Benise that the person for whom the miracle is occurring doesn't recognize the miracle whom Bechinas Lavade is Malava which only Hashem knows so the Rebbe turns everything upside down and notice that there are sources footnote seven and footnote ten bring my money from the Tzemach Tzedek footnote six brings the Alt Rebbe and Teira Eir that support what the Rebbe is saying here. That a miracle that's higher than nature comes from a level that's lower. A miracle that's contained within nature comes from a level that's higher. And a miracle which happens within nature, the Yeron even, see, the nest comes from even the highest madrege. So you have three levels. Now, first of all, there's a story with Yankel Hecht, Zechenia Levracha, J.J. Hecht. It's been going around lately uh, on the WhatsApps, the, the, the film of his talk, which is about eight minutes long, I think, maybe even less, that he spoke with the first celebration of Hey Tavis in 1987, so Hey Tavis was Tuesday, so Thursday night there was a formal event, the lawyer, Nat Lewin, Mr. Lewin, came and spoke, and they have Yankel Hecht's talk, and you have to watch him tell the story, because I can never tell the story the way he tells it, but the, the story is that he was drafted into the United States Army during World War II, now he was a divinity student, he was a Shiva Bachar, and there's a law in America that divinity students are freed from military service. And the government, or some people in the government, decided they wanted to change that, and they were making him an example. He says he was their uh, case study. They were going to prove that you can draft a yeshiva bachet and lahavdal other uh, seminary uh, students. And once they made him an example, they would open up the floodgates that they would be able to draft a yeshiva bachrim. So he went into the Friedrich Rebbe for a bracha, and the Friedrich Rebbe told him, he went in with his father, Hashem should help, but it should occur within nature. If it cannot happen naturally, it should happen miraculously. So him and his father went down to Whitehall Street, I think he said, to be examined. And he said he was young and healthy and fit and strong, and he passed every, it was a bunch of doctors, they poked him and they, pulled him and they tugged at him and, they, and he passed everything with frying colors. The last person he had to see was an old psychiatrist and then to quote Rabbi Yankel Hecht in his very, very unique and uh, intimate style, <laughs> here I saw the Rebbe working. Those are his words. Here I saw the Rebbe working. The guy starts asking him questions. Does he go to the movies? Does he have a girlfriend? And so on. And lots and lots of questions. And he says, what are you talking about? Dhamma Yeshiva Bochir and so on. Anyway, after this guy asks him so many questions, he finally says to him, you know what I think? I think you're nuts. I think you're out of your mind. And he marks his paper 4F. 4F means don't even call this guy back in case of emergency. He's nothing. Flap, failure, chick to my aim. And it was such a mess because there was absolutely no explanation for why they shouldn't draft him. And he says that because he wasn't drafted, they dropped that entire agenda of, of drafting divinity students. So it, it closed that gate. So the day he was released from the draft, they actually made, uh, they didn't say Tachnan. But the end of the story was he came back to 770. He went back into the Rebbe again with his father. And the Friedrich Rebbe had a very big smile on his face. And the Friedrich Rebbe said, the same words the Rebbe quotes here from the Gemara. The purple with, person with whom the miracle has occurred has no idea how great the miracle is. And he touched in Yiddish. 
I can't say it precisely, but the spirit of it was, you have no idea how great a miracle happened. And then the Friedrich Rebbe started to say, God Almighty performs miracles. The greatness of the miracle, only Hashem is Baruch, only the Ebishter himself knows. This is a, a story. So here in this Maimir it says that a miracle that's not destructive of nature has a higher source than a miracle which is higher than nature. And a miracle which is not only not destroying nature, but doesn't even allow itself to be seen through the nature itself is even higher. And of course the question is why? How could you explain that a miracle which breaks nature, like Kriyas Yamsuf and Dam and Svadeya, is a lower Shadish than a miracle which is concealed within uh, nature? So we go to Sif Gimel now, which is on page Reish of Zayin, and we read the answer to this question. The the explanation for our miracle which is within nature, has a higher source than a miracle which is higher than nature, Behegdim. Let's preface first. When we say that the root of miracles which are concealed within nature is from a higher level. Then the root of miracles which are higher than nature says that there's two concepts here. There's two points. And I'm going to first tell them to you orally and then we'll read them. The first is that when a miracle occurs within nature the miracle is revealed through nature. In other words, nature itself is revealing the Yevishter. When a miracle occurs, it's higher than nature, the miracle is revealed by breaking nature. So a miracle in nature, nature reveals the Yevishter. And a miracle which is higher than nature, nature cannot reveal the Yevishter, it's destroyed by the Yevishter. That's the first advantage. And the second one is, that the concept of a miracle is to see that Hashem is the Balabas of the world. the Balabas of the world. When a miracle occurs within nature, you see that He's a master over the world. But when a miracle breaks nature, you don't see how He's a master over the world, but how He can destroy it. And later on, you'll see that these two ideas that seem almost identical, <laughs> the first idea is that nature itself is revealing the Ebishter. And the second idea that you see how the Yebishtas and Balabais over nature are going to be separated more, if you will. Okay? But let's, let's read it inside. When a miracle occurs, it's higher than nature. So of course, Naturally, the godliness which is revealed is from the infant level of Ein Sof, which is above the world, which all miracles occur. But when the miracle is higher than nature, the godliness which is higher than nature reveals itself. That nature is bottled through this revelation. In other words, the violation, the transgressing of the order of nature itself. And as a consequence, the world is not revealed in the Abish. Hashem is not revealed in the world. Hashem is revealed by the world being pushed aside. When a miracle occurs within the limitations of nature. Though there's a miracle occurring. And since a miracle is occurring, clearly it's a revelation of Edein Sof, which is higher than the world. You see the infinite godliness in the world itself. The world itself is limited. 
What's limited and what's infinite? Finity and infinity are opposites. In order for the godliness which is infinite, should be revealed in the limitation of nature itself, of the world itself. This requires the source of the infinity which is affecting the miracle, which is limited, limited within nature, is mi'atzmus edin tzav, is from, from the level of godliness, which is called atzmus, shenim tzabachom mokim, which has no limitations of being infinite, but it can be also gam ba'agvul v'tevada'elam, even the limitation of nature of the world. In other words, there's a level of infinity, which you're going to see later on in the Maimed, that's limited in its infinity. And that kind of revelation... When it reveals itself within nature, something which is limited and it's being unlimited, when it meets limitation, it breaks it. But when something is so infinite that it's not even limited in being infinite, but it's infinite as well as finite, then it can fuse with nature. And that's the first advantage of a miracle that occurs within nature, that the Ein Sof is revealed in nature and is the reason it's not violating it, because it's the level of Ein Sof called Atzmas. And therefore, it's both finite as well as infinite. And then the Rebbe says, There's another reason why we consider miracles that occur within nature. To have a higher source than miracles that occur, that violate nature. There's another explanation for the advantage of miracles that occur within nature. When compared to miracles which are above nature. Because the Inyan Hanisim, who the concept of a miracle is, Shayodam is Gala, through them is revealed, Chuy is Barach Meshel Veshel, Talateva. Miracles demonstrate, miracles show, miracles reveal that God is the master of the world. Vinyan Zem is Gala Yesa, this idea that God Almighty, the Abishter is the master of the world, is revealed more, when the miracles happen within nature. Why? Because when you see Hashem's dominance over the world, by performing miracles which are higher than nature, Hashem is strong enough to break and to violate the laws of nature. So his power to dominate nature by breaking it demonstrates his infinite power, but it doesn't show his dominance over nature. It's, it shows his ability to violate nature. When a miracle occurs within nature, Ms. Galit demonstrates safe that godliness dominates and rules over nature itself. In other words, that nature itself should be according to the wishes of HaKadosh Baruch. So you have two ideas that are very similar. The first idea is that a miracle within nature is revealed in nature itself, as opposed to by breaking nature. And a miracle within nature shows that Hashem is the balabayas over nature, rather than He's the balabayas to break nature. And if you think about it, what the Rebbe is saying here in Sif Gimel actually makes a lot of sense. Why? Hashem can do anything. If Hashem can do anything, it shouldn't have any limits. Not even the limit of not being able to change nature without changing nature. Like I mentioned in the previous class at the end, I told you, that the Rebbe has a sikh, where the Rebbe talks about the Rambam's opinion of Mashiach, 
that Mashiach comes and the world remains the same as it is today, that nature stays its course. So the Rebbe says, think about it, Mashiach is going to come. All of humanity is going to be preoccupied with and Yidna going to be on an even higher level and it's implicit that even animals are going to be, the world is going to be so pure, so refined, that even animals are going to achieve a certain level of upliftedness and so forth and so on. He says, Rebbe, imagine how great a miracle is going to be that if all of these changes should take place without a miracle occurring. And that's the taich, nes The miracle happens without anything having to be broken. It's reminiscent, of course, of the famous story which the Rebbe says in Lankut Asichis, that the... Uh, the, the, it's based on a word which you have in the Rebbe's Agoda. The Alter Rebbe had a policy that he didn't take any gifts. He didn't take matanas. And he said, This is a Pasuk and it's a Gemara that if you hate gifts, you'll live long. There was a particular year that brought Alter Rebbe a matana, a gift, a tabak pushka, a snuff box, and the Alter Rebbe took it from him. And the story is, if I'm telling a story, I might as well tell the story, the Alter Rebbe was asked by the Shach, the Shach in the Shulchan Aruch, to do him a favor and Paskin a certain Allah in Yisrael Hedda like him. Because the Shach said all the Achreinim Paskin differently than him, and he Paskined differently than everybody else. And Lamaila, he's a Mukutrek, people have a tiny against him. How come he's Matir, where everybody else is Oisir, or whatever the case was? So the Shach came to the Alter Rebbe and asked the Alter Rebbe to do him a favor. And to Paskin like him, and Alter Rebbe was Mesa Nefesh, and he found a way of, in a certain Shaila, to Paskin like the Shach. So the Shach came to Alter Rebbe in a dream, and he said to the Alter Rebbe, You did me a favor, I'm going to do you a favor. And he told the Alter Rebbe that Lamayel is a kitrig against you, that because when you dive, when you dive with such a spoiler, with such passion, your tefillin move from the center of your head, and the tefillin is supposed to be in the middle of your head, and there's a taina against you for this. So a little while later, somebody brought him a tabak pushka, a snuff back, and he saw this as a hashkocha protest that right after this dream that someone gave him this gift, so he made an exception and he took it. And the Altarebbe commented, so the Gemara says that there's ein aver, there's only one organ, entire body. From this is the nose. The Chazal say, the Gemara says that the reach is dovash and neshama Smell, the olfactory sense. Gives pleasure to the neshama and not to the body. So the Alter Rebbe said, now they made from the neshama a baltaiva, made from the nose, uh, also that he should, uh, from the olfactory sense, from smell, something that has an appeal to the nefesh Bahamas. And the Alter Rebbe, of course, was not thrilled with that idea, so he didn't use it as a snuff box, he removed the lid and he used it as a mirror for his tefillin. And the previous Rebbe says that in the Beis Arab they had the bottom half of the snuff box. The mirror half was lost, but the other half, which Alter Rebbe never used, they had in the Beis Arab. They used to put it on the table by the Pesach Seder. So the story continues. And by the way, a part of what I told you says in the Rishimis of Chesidim, and a part of what I told you says in the Sichis. It's not all from one source. And uh, a chassid came to the Tzemach Tzedek, to the Tzemach Tzedek, Alter Rebbe's grandson, and he boasted and he said that the Al-Tarebbe did not take gifts as a policy, as a rule. For me, for me, your grandfather took a gift. I was the one who brought on the snuff box. And Al-Tarebbe took it. And the chassid expressed himself at the Rav Gebrach in the Dekel. He broke off the cover. And he used it as a mirror to be able to keep his film straight. So the Tzemach Tzedek said, quote, the Zedah Kemal Gornish Gebrach. 
My grandfather, Alter Rebbe, didn't break anything. Mistama, probably, is going to win the masmir, the chut. He took out the screw that connected the lid to the cup, so it came apart. But the Tzemach Tzadik says, my Zedah probably didn't break off the lid. My grandfather was not a breaker. He probably removed the screw or the peg, and it came apart, and that's how he was able to use it for his film. So the Rebbe Hasichis, the Rebbe many times mentioned this part of the story, and he brought out the point that Teva is something that Chashav Adiyevishter. So Hashem makes a ness. But in order to make the ness, he has to break Teva, it shows on incompatibility. The Abishta's will and the world are not compatible, which is a limitation. When Hashem makes a ness where the Abishta's will and the nature coincide in such a way that you see that even though there's a natural world, you see clearly that this is the act of God and not nature taking its course, that's considered superior. So in other words, superficially, a miracle like Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is a greater miracle than the miracle, for example, of Purim. But on a deeper level, the miracle of Purim is a deeper miracle because it shows on unity. It shows that Hashem has no limits, that even within the limitations of nature, you see clearly demonstrated the presence of HaKadosh Baruch So this is what the Rebbe explained in Sif Gimel. Two almost identical arguments for the superiority of a miracle within nature, which doesn't break nature over a miracle which is higher than nature, first of all, you see how nature reveals the miracle. And second of all, you see Hashem is the master over nature itself. A miracle which is higher than nature, neither of those things are so evident. And the Rebbe continues in Sif Dalit and says like this, Ubir hachilik. If we are to explain further the difference, between the two ideas that I just shared about miracles within nature, A, that nature itself should reveal the Abishta. B, that you should see that the Abishta lies over Teva. And they seem almost the same. Says the Rebbe, I have to discuss something different. And the Rebbe moves on to discussing nature itself, Teva. And I, I want to s- pause and sort of summarize. So far we have three concepts. A miracle which is higher than nature, a miracle which is concealed within nature, but you see the hand of God, and a miracle which is concealed within nature, we only see nature. Now we're discussing a fourth thing, which is nature itself. And you'll see inside that the Rebbe is going to say about nature itself two things. A, nature itself, which hides the Abishad altogether. And B, quote, the miracle of nature itself. So for mathematicians, for people who like to, what they call in some cultures, the splitters, like to split things, we're going to have actually five levels here. We're going to have a miracle which breaks nature, a miracle which is within nature that you can see the miracle, a miracle within nature you cannot see the miracle, how nature reveals the hand of God as we see momentarily, and how nature conceals. Okay? And the Rebbe is going to use his discussion on Teva alone, on nature alone, and these two aspects of nature to explain the difference between the concept of nature itself revealing a miracle and how a miracle shows that Hashem is a balabayas over Teva. So we begin to read, now we're talking about Teva. And they bring him specifically about this question of, of miracles that are revealed as a nature. That to be sure, when you look at nature, you can see the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Page Reish Chav the top now. The first way you could see Hashem in nature is that nature is the greatest miracle of all. 
One contemplates the way nature is governed. He is the movement of the stars and so forth. It's very evident that there is a master, the Birazu, to this palace, to this home, to this estate. You look at the universe and you say, this happened by itself. Somebody made this most remarkable thing. Teva itself. What's the proof that there's a God? That there is a world. It's very simple. And you see the order within the world. You take any physical thing that exists, a rock, and imagine the degree of order that exists on that rock. It's layers upon layers upon layers, a perfect order. And this was all designed by a designer. So nature itself says, somebody made this. But there's something more. And the more is really something which is against nature. There's a, there's a law in nature, and this is not only a physical law, this is a philosophical law. In other words, although this is very, very similar to the scientific law, to the physical law of entropy, and in an opposite way to the physical law of conservation, but the discussion we're having now is a philosophical law, is a logical law, a law based on theoretical principles as opposed to physical proof. And that law is that there's a law of Ephesus of everything going towards its own deterioration. Anything which is created has to weaken over time. Anything which is not naturally in a certain state and was forced into a certain position, with the passage of time, it should go back to its natural state. So the Abishta puts atoms together to get molecules and molecules together to create compounds and so forth and so on. They need to naturally be nifsa, deteriorate. And they aren't. There's an incredible stability in the world. Says the Rebbe Hine, one contemplates that nature is sustained without any changes whatsoever. As the Pasuk says, that the seasons never ever wane. That the world is existing. Nevertheless, there's no weakening or variation. In the natural order, says the Rebbe, that you can't call a miracle. But it isn't natural. Because naturally, things should deteriorate. They should get weaker and weaker and weaker, and they aren't. Then he adds, V'chein, another concept. This is sort of like a third idea. For the duration of all this time, the energy within the creations is not diminished. And he brings the Gemara, Yerushalmi, the heavenly bodies are as strong now as the moment when they were created. The earthly bodies are as strong now as the moment they were created, but in different ways. In the heavenly bodies, the bodies themselves don't change. In the earthly bodies, everything dies, but there's procreation, there's renewal. Every generation has children after children without any weakening. It's ba'ifin, shem chazakim, kubiyemi bottom. They're as strong today as on the day they were created. So you have three ideas. You have the fact that there's order to nature, the fact that nature doesn't change, and the fact that there is a certain phenomena of not weakening within the various aspects of nature, which is an expression of Ein expression of HaKadosh Baruch Now this is a, a question which some people are concerned by, but in plain words, the meaning of Kayaman Be'iminah, Kayaman Be'ishya, is Kayaman Be'iminah, that no star is ever born or dies. Every star is exactly as Hashem made it today. Which means that when you see the explosion of a star, or you see 
uh, nursery that's so presumably producing stars. Remember, the world is only 6,000 years old. And when they say a star exploded, they talk about 10,000 years ago or 100,000 years ago. In other words, that exploding star never existed. There was light that was created at the moment of creation that it would reach Earth, it would appear as if it exploded so long ago had the universe existed. And the same is true when you talk about unborn stars. The way we see nature is the way nature is unchanging. This is a, it's a Gemara Yerushalmi. And on Earth, the, basically it means that there is no extinction of species. That's what it means, Kayam and Bimin. Every species exists indefinitely. I actually saw a Maimir of the Rebbe Rashab where he says clearly that there cannot be an extinct species. Now, of course, people have questions on that as well. I'm not here to answer questions. I'm certainly not here to defend Torah and Hasidus. They, they can stand on their own merits. But that's the true meaning of these words. The heavenly bodies exist just as Hashem made them when He made the world. They don't get stronger or weaker. And means that on earth... Individual creatures die, but their species live indefinitely without any change, without any weakening. Says the Rebbe, this is not a miracle, but it's not natural either. Because like I said earlier, nature requires deterioration. Nature requires hefseidah. So the Rebbe says, This shows us the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In nature. The power of HaKadosh Baruch which is of course the basis of the influence that he has on this world, who ain't safe, who believable, is without a limit, it's ain't soften, infinite. And he explains, I'm now seven lines in the top of page Reishchavches, although the nature of all creations, they live from life, that Hashem invests in them, in such a way that's called his shows, in other words, the energy of Hashem, is not interacting with the world indirectly, remotely, but it's invested in each creation. And therefore, the godly energy in each creation has to be limited. The fact that each creation, yes, like has a specific nature. has to do with the specific energy, light, and life that the Abish invests within it. The Mizem movement which demonstrates when the life and light and energy of Hashem is invested and revealed within each creation. Since the creations are limited, so who, Chayis, Mugbo, the life is also limited. So we're talking about a finite Koyach of the Eibishter invested in creations that have finite greatness and at the same time you see something infinite. Hine. In as much as it's natural, it's finite. The fact that it continues and it continues and it continues with no waning and no weakening or no diminution. It doesn't have any change, it doesn't have any weakening. This comes from a power of ain't safe, which is infinite. Which is actually hidden within nature. In other words, when you look at nature, you see order, you see what they call in the culture laws of nature that can be explained, that can be tested, that can be proven, and so on. But the fact that it continues, and it continues, and it continues is a ness. Or it's a kayach, a of ain't safe, which is within the nature itself. Ella, the only thing is, because we're dealing with nature, in order to recognize the greatness of the Ebishter, by seeing it within nature itself, you have to contemplate it. In other words, you look at the world, you don't see a miracle. 
But when you think about the fact that the world is exactly the same for that 5,000 years, that allows you to recognize the Kei So this is called Teva. It's called nature. And now within nature, you see the Eibish through his bonus. Now, the following couple of lines are parenthetical. Okay? So see this as a Maimed Amuzi, as a parenthesis, as, as going off to a different topic. On the other hand, when you see a miracle which is Shinya Teva, higher than nature, so first of all, a miracle doesn't require contemplation. A miracle, you don't have to think about it. It's obviously from Hashem, and it's obviously from His infinite power. When you see the godliness within nature, you have to meditate. You have to think about it. But when a miracle happens that breaks nature, it's very, very obvious. And number two, Another advantage in a miracle, when compared to the laws of nature itself, the infinite power of Hashem, which reveals itself in nature. Which requires contemplation at the same time. It's revealed in limitation. In other words, that nature and limitation shouldn't change. In other words, first of all, to see godliness in nature, you have to think about it. Second of all, to see godliness in nature, you have to see nature. And through a miracle, you see the infinity itself, which is higher than being revealed in nature. In other words, when you look at a miracle, you're not seeing nature, you're seeing the miracle. So the Rebbe says, he mentions in these four lines, or five lines, the advantage of a miracle, but let's not delve into these, low, these five lines, because the discussion we are having right now is not to emphasize what's advantageous about miracles, but rather to emphasize what's advantageous about nature itself. So we, I read all the words, I translated all the words, let's go back to nature. What does the Rebbe tell us about nature? First of all, nature itself reveals Hashem, the uninterrupted ebb and flow of nature reveals Hashem, and the fact that things that exist naturally don't deteriorate, don't have any afsedus, is a gilakeh himself. And the Rebbe says, now I am five lines from the end of that paragraph, Al Shafa began at the same time. For this very reason, that a miracle which is higher than nature doesn't show you nature but shows you godliness. Yes, there is alternatively an advantage. When godliness is revealed, Shemizgala, which is revealed, through the constancy of nature, compared to the revelation of Ein Sof, which happens through miracles. Why? When you see the infinity of Hashem in a miracle, she does the Tavahelam is breaking nature. And therefore, it's not about the world, it's about the Ebshtim. On the other hand, when you see nature, and you see the fact that nature doesn't wane and weaken, but it remained as strong today as it was when the Abish created the world, the world itself and the life of the world, which is limited, who is able to tolerate and be connected to it itself. So the Rebbe says, when you see godliness in nature, so of course you're seeing godliness. But you're seeing it in such a way that nature shows it to you. It's not that nature is being violated, but nature shows it to you. A miracle shows you the Ebishter by, by not being natural. 
The Koyach Elokiyin Teva shows you the hand of God, the nature itself. And the Rebbe is going to continue in the next paragraph and explain to us the mysticism, the Kabbalah Shabbat Now I just want to say a very, very short introduction to the next paragraph. Um, of course, the concepts we're learning are quite involved, clearly, obviously. What we're discussing tonight is not so simple. But the, the detail, the form, is, is rather straightforward. In other words, the levels we're talking about, the ideas we're talking about are, are quite familiar. So I'm just going to say this. I'm going to assume that the average person listening to the Shi'ir has learned the first maimed of the Rebbe, Vasile Gani, from Tavshin Yudaf, 1951. So if you've learned the first maimed, you obviously have learned the first page of that maimed. On the first page of that maimed, the Rebbe says, he's quoting one of the earlier Rabbeim, who says that in in godliness, which is above the tzimtzum, there's three levels. The first level is the giliating stuff, a revelation of godliness to himself, which is the sake of the world, which he calls the mokar of Amalekalam, the source of Amalekalam. The second level is Gilead itself, which is Le'atzme, which is Bishvilatzme, a revelation of godliness which is to himself for the sake of himself, which is the mokar of Save of Kalam, which is the Save of Kalam, and then something called Etzma Vedin Tzav. Etzma Vedin Tzav is higher than the gather of Helam and Gili. Now, to be very direct, there is the source of Malak Alaman, there's the source of Seva Kalaman, and there's Etzim. The source of Malak Alaman is where, where nature comes from, Teva. The source of Seva Kalaman, which is called Eagle or Eden Sof, is where miracles come from. But the Rebbe wants to say, in this next paragraph, is that the godly power behind nature comes from the highest level, Etzim of Eden Sof. I'll say it again. The lowest level of godliness, which is the source of Malak Alaman, that's where nature comes from but how nature doesn't reveal Hashem. The middle level of godliness, which is the source of Seva of Kalaman, is where miracles come from. The highest level, Etzma Vedin Tzav, is where, the God, where you see the Kayach Elaki of nature itself. Why? Because Etzma Vedin Tzav, to use the Rebbe's own word, is not limited in being unlimited. There's no limitation, not even the limitation of being infinite, and therefore confused with nature. So the Rebbe's point basically is that miracles come from Eden Tzav, Seva of Kalam and Lifnei Atzimtzum. And the Alakus of Teva comes from Atzma Eden Tzav, Lifnei Atzimtzum, which is even higher than that. That's what we're going to read in the next paragraph. And the way he's going to demonstrate it is to say as follows. We know that there was Eden Tzav. Right? Eden Tzav is called Chesed Anelam. Then we know that Hashem made a tzimtzum in Eden Tzav. Tzimtzum of Eden Tzav is called Gvura Na'alemis. Now it, it stands to reason that if there was Eden Tzav, which is called well, and then Hashem removed the Eden Tzav through tzimtzum, that the tzimtzum, the Gvura Na'alemis, pardon me, has to be stronger than the Eden Tzav, the Chesed Na'alemis, which existed there before. So if Eden Tzav was Bamalei Makam Chal, Godliness filled the vacua, the empty space, in quotes, where creation would take place, which was called Chesed Nelem, was overpowered and removed by a Kech of Gevur HaNelemes. 
How did the kav, how did godliness reappear in that empty space? Gavud is stronger than chesed. And the chesed was removed by the gavud. And the answer is something called teferis. Teferis means that the insaf which comes through the tzimtzum, even though the insaf which comes through the tzimtzum is much less than the insaf which existed before the tzimtzum, the power for that little bit of insaf to come through the tzimtzum into the Makkah in other words, the power for a little bit of godliness to break through the Gvur on Elemis and appear in the Makkah is from something which is higher than Gvur on Elemis, which is called from Teferas and from Etzim And in other words, there's something called Chitzeni Yisakav and Pnim Yisakav. The world is sustained by a godly light that's limited. It's called Chitzeni Yisakav, which is Teva. But the power for the godliness to have emerged through the Tzimtzum to be able to create the world comes from something called Pnimiyas Akav, which is even higher than the Rinsa. And the argument is going to be that therefore the godliness of nature has a higher source than the godliness of the miracle, because the godliness of the miracle comes from the middle level, Take, and the godliness of nature comes from the top level. Okay, so I told you what we're going to read, now let's read it inside. Now that we've gone away from miracles, and we're talking entirely about nature, and we're arguing that nature's tmedius, the constancy within nature, comes from a kechedin self, which is even higher than a miracle, because it doesn't break nature, but the nature itself reveals it, can be explained based on what's written in the end of the Maimed Achedish and Tafir Shamachvot. When you look at nature and you see constancy, nature, of course, is dealing with godliness which is limited within the creations. And the life that's revealed within the creations is limited. It's because the source of life, the root of life, for, that is going to be revealed in the creation. is not from the vessels. from the light of the kav. which comes from the alien self, which is from before the tzimtzum. And kav is and Kav is very, very limited. Then it comes from the explains the The vessels come from the removal of the light. The kav comes from the which was removed by the tzimtzum. And then it was has to break through the symptom. That after the first symptom, himshech min kav. The Abishta draws from the Ain Safe a ruled line. Kav echad min eagle which means the circular light, is another word for the infinite light. From that infinite light emerges a measured light which is going to measure all of Seyder Ishtashlis. says the Rebbe Vihini Yadua, it's well known, the Zeshah Kav Bekeyaz Cheshach HaTzimtzum. The Eidin Seif was present in the Makkah Macholo. The Tzimtzum removed the Eidin Seif of the Makkah Macholo. So how did the Kav get in there? And the answer is Bekeyaz. has to force its way through the Tzimtzum. Light was there, the Gevura removed the light, and the Kav is strong enough to overcome the Cheshach HaTzimtzum. In order for the Eidin Tzav to have been strong enough to push away the Tzimtzum, that removed the light, has to be stronger, not just than the Eidin Tzav, which was there before, 
which is called Chasid Anelem, has to be stronger than the Tzimtzum itself, which is called Gvur Anelem. The real source of the Kav is from something called Teferes, hidden Teferes. It's stronger than the Eidin Tzav, which was present before the Tzimtzum. And the proof is that in Tzav, which is before the Tzimtzum, the Tzimtzum overpowered and removed. And the Kav overpowered that overpowering. So the Kav, that means the limited Eidin Tzav, is of course less than infinite Eidin Tzav, save of Kalalman. But the fact that it was Bekeach, Eishach HaTzimtzum, means it's something called Pnimiyas HaKav, which is stronger even than the Eidin Tzav, which is Malam HaKamachol, than Tzav of Kalalman. So the point is, Teva Sheirish, on the outside, Teva comes from limited godliness, called Chitzenius HaKav. But on the inside, Teva comes from Pnimiyas HaKav, from Teferas HaNelam, and therefore the godliness of nature has a higher source than the godliness of miracles. If we understand now the Zesh when we say there is an advantage, in revealing the infinite power of Hakadosh Baruch when you see the constancy of nature, and we argue that seeing God of nature is greater than than revealing God in through a miracle is very simple. Listen to this. Listen to these words. The light was before the Tzimtzum is limited. And what's its limitation? That it's, quote, only infinite. Infinity is a limitation. You can't put infinity into a cup. The only way to put infinity into a cup is to break it. The only way to put infinity into a natural world is to break it. There's no way to reveal something that's only infinite in a finite world unless you break it, which is what a miracle accomplishes. The revelation of Sevev Kalamit. Which reveals the light before the Tzimtzum. Which miracles happen. You have to violate nature. Breaking nature or Gvul as opposed to Erakav, the godliness which is ruled and limited and sustains nature in such a way that it doesn't change. The constancy within the limitations of nature is also Erin Sof. But it's Erin Sof that doesn't even have the limit of being unlimited. Why? It comes from the hidden Teferes. It unifies and includes the two opposites of affinity and infinity, which is exactly the same words that the Rebbe used in Sif Gimel, when he talked about a miracle being revealed within nature. He also said exactly the same words. You have to have So before he talked about miracles within nature, now he's talking about nature itself. And he says, nature itself doesn't come from the infinite light of godliness, it comes from the essence of the light of godliness, which is infinite as well as finite. And therefore he finishes Sivdalad by saying, Gili Abligavu, the revelation of infinity, parenthesis, Nitzchias, the eternity and lack of change within nature. Shame'era Kav, from the light of the Kav, who gambig will tell also in nature. So the Rebbe was having difficulty in quotations. Explaining to us the advantage of a miracle within nature over a miracle which is higher than nature, and he used nature itself as his illustration. 
that nature also reveals godliness, but the godliness that nature reveals is Atzma Sedinzav. So the Rebbe begins now using nature and the evidence of God or the godliness we see within nature as our illustration, let's now go back and talk about the two types of Nisim. You see the constancy of nature. It's a revelation of is infinity which is higher than the worlds. But because it's etzem of or it's pnimiyas akav, or teferes hanelam, it doesn't have to break nature. It shows itself within the parameters of nature. As opposed to the advantage of a miracle is you see the infinity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that the only way it can be revealed in nature is by breaking it. So nature can reveal Godliness without breaking nature because it comes from Atzmas Eden A miracle can reveal Godliness by breaking it because it comes from Gilead of Eden says the Rebbe, Yeshlema will therefore apply this theory, this concept, this Madrege to Nisim themselves. The Shnei Yasugim Shabinisim. The two categories of miracles. Number one, Nisim Shalamayla Mihateba. Miracles that are above nature. Nisim Shemalubashabateba. Miracles within nature. Heim Shnei Fanem are two different ways. Ba'agili Yenitzef Abeligvul. The revelation of Ein Sof. Shalamayla Mihatlapashas Begvul, which are hard in the revelation within nature. And in my understanding of this, what the Rebbe is saying is that a miracle which is higher than nature comes from Yenitzef Abeligvul. And a miracle which happens within nature comes from Matzma Sedinzav. Just like nature is different than a miracle, that it's not just revealing Yenitzef Abligvul, it's revealing Atzma Sedinzav. In other words, it's not revealing the level of godliness which is limited in its being without a limit. It's revealing godliness that doesn't even have the limit of being unlimited. It's godliness which is a combination of two opposites. So just like we understand that about nature, we're explaining the same idea within the difference in miracles, two levels of miracles. So in short, a miracle which is breaking nature comes from Eden Sof, and a miracle which is somehow conforming with nature comes from Atzmas of Eden Sof. Now the language in the Maimed is Shnei Efanim Begili Eden Sof. In other words, you could argue that the Rebbe is more subtle, that every miracle comes from Eden Sof and not from Pnimi Yisakav. So, Perhaps I'm simplifying it a little bit, but I'm permitting myself to simplify it. And I'm saying, just like nature comes from Atzma itself, which is the Fedas Anelam, a miracle which is limited within nature also comes from Atzma itself, which is the Fedas Anelam, while a miracle which breaks nature comes from the Mokad of Seva of Kalama, from a lower level of Eden which is more revealed. And now the Rebbe goes on, Valpiza. And the second part of this middle paragraph in Sif Hey goes back to Sif Gimel. What did we say in Sif Gimel? In Sif Gimel we said that when a miracle happens within nature, nature is revealing the miracle. When a miracle is happening outside of nature, nature is destroyed by the miracle. That was point A. Point B. When a miracle happens within nature, you see how God is a master over nature. When a miracle happens that violates nature, you see that God destroys nature. So the two ways of saying the exact same thing, or almost the same thing, were nature itself reveals godliness, and you see how godliness rules over nature. Those were the two 
advantages, two points that the Rebbe brought in Sif Gimel on page Reish Chav Zayin to illustrate the advantage of Nes HaMalubash Bateva over Nes Shalom And when we read Sif Gimel, they seemed almost the same thing in other words. Now the Rebbe says, listen, we just added a different aspect. What's the different aspect? That a miracle which occurs with a nature comes from a higher level of godliness. The level of godliness, which is called atmos, where gvul and bligvul are not opposites. A miracle that's higher than nature comes from a level of eating safe, which is called giliha bligvul. So the Rebbe now says those two points that we said in Sif Gimel about miracles that occur within nature are separated by this. That means, in other words, when a miracle happens in nature, there's two aspects. Aspect number one is the nature aspect. And aspect number two is the miracle aspect. Aspect number one, the nature aspect, goes to Teferis Anella, to the highest level. Aspect number two, the miracle aspect, goes to the Mokad of Seve of Kalalmin. And that's why these two explanations in Siv Gibel, which were so similar, are separate. When you see that nature itself reveals a miracle, that's one thing. When you see that the Abishta rules nature, that's something different. Now let's read it inside. On this basis. This basis means to say that the miracles have two very concrete different sources. A miracle which is higher than nature comes from Makarasevavkam, from the middle Madhrigavarita. A miracle which comes within nature comes from Atmasavarintsov, the highest Madhrigavarita. Says the Rebbe Zeshen is Bayalil. We explained earlier two almost identical things, but two points that are supposed to bring out the advantage of miracles within nature. Now we can argue how they're distinct. Listen to this. Zeshen is Bayalil, Shamayla Denisim Hamalabashem Bateva. The first idea we discussed in Sif Gimel, which is that when a miracle occurs within nature, he shagile de Dinsaf Habali that the infinite godliness, mislabish behagvul, the elamatzmi, reveals itself in the limitation of the world itself. So now that Rebbe concludes, it's because this category of miracles, is actually the godliness of nature itself. When nature reveals the Ebishtir, that's the same thing as the godliness of nature itself. In other words, the first idea of Sef Gimel, that when Hashem performs a miracle within nature, nature reveals Hashem, that comes from Tefedah Sanela. That comes from the highest Madrig of On the other hand, the advantage of a miracle which is concealed within nature, but not where you see the nature aspect of it. But where you see it's a miracle, that although it's happening within nature, it's a miracle, says the Rebbe, this is It's revelation of the infinite light of Hashem, which is higher than revelation, which is the lower level. It's not the higher level, it's the lower level. The highest level is that some of Edin Sof, where Gavul and Bligvul are contradictory, that shows itself in the nature half of a miracle within nature. The 
idea that in a miracle with an H you see a miracle comes from the middle of Madrega this reveals the level of godless which cannot fuse with nature is Meshul the dominates nature in such a way that nature itself happens as his want as we discussed at the end of Siv Gimel. So there it says, I said two things before. They sounded very similar, but now they're very different. When nature reveals a miracle that comes from Etzim Avedin Tzav, and when a miracle dominates nature, that comes from the Gili Avedin Tzav, So although when we learned it before, they seemed almost identical, now they become very different. So to say what I just said using different language, you have three things. You have three things. You have a miracle, you have nature, and you have both together. Miracles break nature. Nature itself reveals Atmosedin Tzav. A miracle within nature reveals Atmosedin Tzav, and it reveals the Yedin Tzav, which breaks nature. So that's incredible now. A Nes HaMalubash B'Teva has Saida my love Teva, and Saida my love Nes. This is what I think the conclusion of the Rebbe is. And then the Rebbe says, on the other hand, Valderevs Ogam Nisim. On the other hand, let's talk for a moment about the other side of the coin. Says the Rebbe. When you talk about miracles which are higher than nature, they also have a mile. In other words, even though when a miracle is occurring within nature has a higher shadish, and when a miracle occurs that breaks nature, it has a lower shadish. But a miracle that breaks nature, which has a lower shadish, also has an advantage. What could be the advantage of a miracle that breaks nature? And the answer is the revelation. How obvious it is. He says, Miracles which break nature also have a mile. And what is this miracle? There's nothing more obvious than a miracle which breaks nature. When you see Godless which is infinite, is dominates nature. Is in the aspect of revelation, it's more advantage in a miracle which is higher than nature. And he explains why. In other words, our maimir clearly is, so to speak, favoring a nesamalubish bateva. And according to the, what we read in the previous paragraph, a nesamalubish is the ideal thing. It has the mile of teva, it comes from Atmosavirin Tzav, it has the mile of nes, which it comes from, it's not obligable. But nevertheless, there is another side to the coin. There is an advantage of a miracle which violates nature. And what is that? The Beniseva when a miracle occurs within nature, nature remains. And Ashlita the Eidin Seifalateva, even though godliness dominates nature. But it's Laksha Eifan and Hagazateva Kafiyatene. The way nature functions is according to the Abishta's will, but nature remains the same. While a miracle which is higher than nature, because nature is broken. Now I want to now remind you of the shir that I gave last week. What did we say in last week's class? In last week's class we discussed the difference between Kabbalah Seil and Yehudi What did we discuss? Yehudi means when godliness is revealed in the world, and the world becomes like godliness. The world becomes transformed into godliness. So when the world exists and then Hashem reveals Himself in the world and the world is transformed into godliness, that means the world is raised up. 
And that's what the Rebbe is saying here. When a miracle occurs which is higher than nature, nature becomes a miracle. While when a miracle occurs and nature remains, nature is being pushed to do the will of Hashem, but remains the same thing. In other words, a miracle which is higher than nature, the nature becomes the miracle. A miracle which occurs within nature, the nature is forced to do something which is not part of itself, but it's not transformed into the miracle. This is what the Rebbe says. Um, six lines in the bottom page of When a miracle occurs higher than nature, its form is broken. In other words, it's transformed into a miracle. Broken doesn't mean shattered and no longer exists. Broken means its natural state has been broken and it's becoming a miraculous state. When godliness breaks nature and dominating it, the teva becomes nes. So this is the advantage of Nisim Shalom, a miracle which is higher than nature, only comes from Seva of Kalam, and it changes nature into, it breaks nature, so the nature becomes a miracle. A miracle, because within nature, has a higher source. But the higher source doesn't change nature, it forces nature to be something it naturally is not. And the Rebbe continues, Accordingly, the source of these two types of miracles would be this. When a miracle occurs within nature, when a miracle occurs within nature, it's a revelation of Now, remember what we said about the kav. What do we say about the kav? The real power behind nature is pnimiyas akav. But what do you see? You see nature. That's chitzenyas akav. And that's what the Rebbe is saying here. It's a revelation of godliness which has a relationship with Gavul, with limitation. And therefore, the Gabagili Erzeh, compared to this revelation, there is the form of nature, of limitation. The Gavul, the limitation, is according to the will of Gavul. So the Rebbe says, a miracle within nature has the highest source, but what is revealed is godliness which is limited to nature. When a miracle is higher than nature, who reveals godness which is infinite, as it's above limitation. When this revelation occurs, the form of nature stops being teva and becomes a ness. So the meaning of bitala teva through a nest is not that it's destroyed, it becomes a miracle. And the Rebbe compares it to and I'm not going to explain this. We're going to leave this point alone. So the Rebbe says, a nest shall teva, teva becomes nest. Nest amalubuj teva, teva remains teva. But in order for a miracle to happen, that teva to remain teva, bipnimiyas it has the highest shadish, and bichitanyas it's lower. So now go back to what I started the class with. You look in earlier my modem, and I inches, for example, and I wish I remembered offhand which my it is. And he explains that a nest which is higher than Teva comes from Shem Avaya. A nest which is limited in Teva comes from Shem Shakai, which is lower. And our Maimed says the opposite. Here you see it resolved. A miracle which occurs within nature has the highest source. But what's actually revealed is something lower. A miracle which is higher than nature has a lower source, but it itself is revealed. And therefore, a miracle which is higher than nature makes nature into a miracle, which is like the Yehudi law idea we discussed in the first year. 
And a miracle which occurs within nature, where the nature is preserved, even though the miracle occurs, is like the Kabbalah idea that we learned in the previous Maimah. Now, where are we headed? What are we going to learn in the third year? In the third year, we're going to learn that that when Yidin left Mitzrayim, Hashem made miracles that are higher than nature. When Mashiach comes, that end of flies, Hashem is going to make miracles that are within nature. And even though the miracles are occurring within nature, you'll see the miracles. They'll be revealed. Why? Because nature itself is going to be godliness. As I discussed with you in the last class, it's going to be like the Yesh HaNivra becomes one with the Yesh HaMiti. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate. Yeah, yeah.